Would you please join with me in prayer? Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts may it be pleasing in your eyes, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Hey, SST, would you do me a favor, please? At our church down in Medford, we always exchange a greeting between the pastor and the people. Right from the Bible, it goes like this. I say, this is the day the Lord has made. And you say, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Can we do that again? It would make me more comfortable up here, I promise. Can we give it a try? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That fills my heart with joy. Thank you. It was for the joy that was set before him, we read in the Bible, that our Savior Jesus endured the cross and despised its shame. There was no joy in death by crucifixion, but there was great joy to be found in saving sinners. That's why Jesus did it. It's not that he had a death wish, it's that he had a you wish and a me wish and a whole wide world wish. You can sense the joy of Jesus throughout his life and his ministry, can't you? The joy in his teaching, the joy in his interaction with others, joy in the way he showed and told the kingdom of God to the world. Examples of this are many, but perhaps the most famous and the very best would be found in the story that he tells about a shepherd and his sheep. He tells it in response to the, to the joylessness of the religious leaders. They're grumbling, they're muttering. He hears them, and he says, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it, where? Up on his shoulders. And he goes home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors together, and he says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. And when he finds his lost sheep, he joyfully puts it up on his own shoulders. And he brings it home. And we can hear the joy in Jesus' words as he tells this beautiful story. For the joy that was set before him, the joy of seeking and saving the sinfully lost sheep like you and me in the whole wide world, Jesus says what he says and does what he does, everything out of pure joy. And so what does this mean? It means that there is nothing that gives Jesus Christ more joy than seeking and saving sinners and hoisting them up on his own broad shoulders to carry them home. For him, this is as good as it gets. Sinners sought out, saved, and set on his shoulders. And let me ask you, I mean, isn't this one of the coolest ways to understand what it truly means to be a Christian? To be a Christian simply means to be set up on the shoulders of Jesus. To be found and forgiven to be loved and led, to be cared for and carried all the way home. My family joined this congregation for a decade of my life. My 1990s were spent right here at SST. I was eight years old when my mom and dad made me come here on Sunday mornings. 
And I remember a lot of it still. I remember learning Sunday school stories about the Bible. I remember the water balloon wars on the last afternoon of VBS. I remember faking true memorization of catechism passages during the 12-minute drive from our house to Wednesday confirmation class. I remember how much Pastor Shil Walker cared for me and for my friends. Oh, there's more. I remember playing a lot of ping pong with BJ and Pat and Paul upstairs in their youth room. Nice new furniture you got up there, by the way. I like it. I remember the crushes I had on youth group girls, but nowhere near the courage enough to actually ever tell them. I remember Tracy Wynn and how she challenged us to take our Christian faith seriously when we were in high school. And how, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we actually did. I remember some pretty in-depth studying of the scriptures. I remember serving our neighborhood by raking leaves. I think one of the yards was right over there. I remember taking a trip out to the middle of nowhere in Montana, pulling all-nighters, and singing worship songs to the Lord and to one another. I remember quite clearly the 1998 National Youth Gathering in Atlanta and my life being changed. Oh, and uh, not just mine either. My family's life too. My siblings and I, we saw this change in our parents during the time we were here at SST. We definitely sensed it that one night when they called us together in the living room and told us that we needed to have a family meeting at which they informed us that they believed that God was leading my dad, my upper management, life insurance, businessman dad, into the pastoral ministry. What did we think about that idea, they asked us, to which we replied, I think we better go. And go we did, marking the end of our time here at SST, And moving down to Missouri the summer before my senior year of high school, I did not graduate from White Bear Lake, graduating rather in the class of 2000 from Oakville Senior High School in South St. Louis. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty proud of that fact, because I'm pretty proud of my mom and my dad and how they followed the Spirit and still do to this day. And I am also pretty proud of this particular congregation right here on the southern shore of White Bear Lake and how you, yes, you, helped me and helped my family and helped God's kingdom grow. Thank you. On behalf of my loved ones and many others, thank you. Man, you know what else I remember about this church? You knew my name. You shook my hand. You believed a kid like me actually mattered. Mattered to God and mattered to a congregation. You let me and my older brother Dan play our trumpets right up there, front and center in the balcony on some of your biggest worship services of the year. And you never said a word when some of those high notes didn't come out quite right. You invested time, talent, 
and treasure in me and in my generation. And I'm here to tell you with full confidence that your investment was not in vain. The Christian church, contrary to what you might sometimes hear or feel, is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We've been raised well. God can use us. He is using us. And we will do our very best to pour into this next generation just as you poured into us. To be a Christian is to be carried along on the shoulders of our Savior Jesus. This is most certainly true. But as I grow older in this life of faith, I've come to learn something else. I've come to learn that being a Christian is to stand upon shoulders too. It's true, isn't it? That not a single one of us, not any of you, not me, just happened to show up in this sanctuary today on our own. I mean, we are who we are and we do what we do, not only because of the grace of God and work of the Spirit, but also because we stand upon the shoulders of generations upon generations of those who have come before us. I would not be the man I am today if it wasn't for my parents making me come here to church. And their parents raising them the same way. I wouldn't be who I am without my Sunday school teachers introducing me to the Bible, without my pastor teaching me about Jesus, without my youth leader challenging me to always go deeper. You know something? Coming back here this weekend is a strong reminder to me that I do indeed stand upon their shoulders, and I am proud to do so. While the specific details of your life story might be a little bit different than mine, the overall truth, it is the same. You also have people who have brought you to Jesus and helped you reach where you are today. Nobody is a Christian on his or her own. No generation just figures it out of the blue. We all stand on the shoulders of many others, more than any of us could ever remember or name or even know. We are surrounded, the Bible teaches us, by a great cloud of witnesses. This communion of saints, the believers in Jesus, the people of God. Some of their names we know well, names like Noah, and Abraham, and Moses, and David. But, But most of their names, the vast majority, we don't know at all. These are the people who prayed, people who studied People who served, people who gave their time, talent, treasure, and even their very lives. Why? Why did they do what they did? Do you understand? It was because of us. It was because they wanted us to believe the good news they believed. To know the Savior they knew. To go to the heaven where so many of they themselves are. We stand on their shoulders. And when we recognize that... We will strive to honor not only our God who has done so much for us, but all of them and all of their lives of faith as well. And you want to know how to do that? You want to know how to honor them best? It's to realize what they themselves realized, which is that there are countless feet ready to stand up on our shoulders too. As Christians, we don't only do well to look back, but we must also look around And look ahead. Moms and dads, 
Your kids will stand on your shoulders. They are already watching and listening and learning. You hear me on this, right? Sunday school teachers, do you hear me? VBS volunteers, you hear me? Preschool workers, you hear me? Youth ministry volunteers, do you hear me? Pastors, are you listening to me? Everybody that's a part of everything that's happening right now at SST, do you hear me? Can you see me up here? Are you learning from this day and from all these other weekends and all these other guys you've had come back here for this anniversary year? Do you get what your church has done? Do you get what your church can do? You can see and hear their little feet, right? But do more than that. Know their names like you knew mine. Shake their hands like you shook mine. Tell them what you told me. Tell them they matter in the world. They matter to God and they matter to this church. When they mess up, don't give up on them. Invest time, talent, and treasure in them like you did for me. I promise you that will not be in vain. This next generation... It's climbing up on your shoulders right now. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to tell them? What are you going to show them? What are you going to teach them? What are they going to see from their position of being up on your shoulders? Help them, please, to see the joy of Jesus. How he endured the cross and despised its shame. How he came to seek and to save the lost. How he hoists them up on his broad shoulders and carries them along. How he's going to bring them on home. And as you do this, you know what Bible verse is going to fill your heart? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Joy, I'm telling you. Pure joy. So, SST, it's been good. Thanks for having me back. And now as I get ready to drive back down to Medford, I leave you with this. Know what your church has done. Know what your church can do. And do for them what you've done for me. And may the peace of God be with you today and always. Amen.